Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. I'm used to traveling a lot for work, and now it's just as common for businesses to send money abroad too. For that, millions turn to TransferWise, a cheaper, faster way for people and businesses to send money internationally. They are next level when it comes to sending money all around the world. What I love most about TransferWise is you can actually tell how much they care about their customers. The best example of this, I think, is their website comparison tool. By simply clicking compare price on the homepage, you'll instantly be able to see if TransferWise is the cheapest option for your transfer. If it isn't, they'll make sure to tell you what actually is. You can always get connected with a real life person that will treat you with respect if you need help or have questions. And they actually listen to customer feedback. When customers said they wish they could convert different currencies all on their own, TransferWise spent a long time developing their multi-currency account. It lets you hold over 40 different currencies and you can convert between them whenever you like. Over 5 million people are already saving with TransferWise. You could be next. Test them out for free at transferwise.com yoga or download the app. Hi, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. Today, I have a dear friend and teacher on the show and someone that many of you have requested that I bring back, astrologer to the stars, Deborah Silverman. With over 40 years of experience, she's one of the most trustworthy and inspiring teachers in the world of astrology. And personally, she has helped me change my life for the better. She's also the new resident astrologer over at yogagirl.com, and I couldn't be more excited. I am so excited so honored to have her here. Welcome back to the show, Deborah. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you for having me and sharing my love to share. <laughs> I am so excited. I was taking questions earlier through Instagram, which I always do when I have a guest on the show. And whenever it's about astrology, it's it's crazy. Do you feel like there's a bigger interest right now than there has been? Is it going up, people's interest yes, in no astrology question. overall? It, there's been articles written in the New York Times, and it's been written in all kinds of different New Age magazines, because religion as we knew it is dated, and it's very hard to follow. We've entered the Aquarian age. 
So in the Piscean Age, which is 2,000 years long, that was previous up till 1960s, we were all insisted on following. Like think about your parents. They had to fit into the system and they had to be normal, whatever that is. And they had to be inside of the agreed upon reality. Then in the 60s, which was the entrance of the Aquarian Age, everything became free. Like you don't have to get married, you can get married. You don't have to have kids, you can have kids. You don't have to be in a career, you do it. Like, Everything has become liberated, and that was the entrance of the Aquarian Age, which rules astrology that says, be yourself, everyone else is taken. <laughs> hmm. What's after the Aquarian Age? What's next? I love that you think in the future. Well, that would be another 2,000 years from now. And that would, <laughs> that would okay. be, but it's a great question because it actually goes backwards. So it was the Piscean Age. Now we're in the Aquarian. The next will be Capricorn. And that would suggest a time when form and structure and government will not resemble anything which we're preparing for, will not resemble anything we're living in right now. So that's 2,000 years down the road. If you can imagine a planet without government, that would be the future. But at this moment in the Aquarian age, what we're being invited is to reduce our attachment to conformity. Like there's a freedom that's been given to us for this entire next 2,000 years that you are allowed to completely be a unique version of yourself as distinct from your family, from your religion, from the town you grew up in. Like everything is open now. So if you think about it, like we are the first generation and you, particularly the millennials, where you get to rewrite the definition of society. Like it's not the traditional old school where you had to follow. And there's probably a million examples we could come up with. Number one being yoga. Like there was no permission in North America, in Europe to do yoga. That was exclusive to India. And now it's a complete industry. You know, like it's a billion dollar industry because it became obvious in the Aquarian age that we had to be in our bodies. And up to that point, no one rec recognized the respect of these temples. It's so true. And I was I was having a conversation with a friend about this just just yesterday, how it wasn't that long ago that, you know, it wasn't accepted to come out if you were gay, for instance. And now, you know, at least in the world where I live, it's 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 not even a thing. You don't bat an eyelid at all. And I'm wondering when my daughter grows up, you know, we're getting to a place where you can hopefully completely freely choose what kind of gender you want to conform to if you want to conform to any gender at all. So I'm wondering into the future when it comes to getting out of the box of what we have to be or what's okay or what isn't okay. It If it continues going in that direction, that's a pretty wonderful, wonderful outlook that we can all be just the way we are. And I think even in specifically in relationships, the concept, although we love it, of marriage and being exclusively with one person for your whole life, that's going to open up. Like, what is it to do relationship with two women and a man? What is it to do relationship with being in the same sex relationship? Like all of those doors are going to be blasted off. And that is very, to me, what an exciting thought that you could love more than one person, that you could be open to creating different shapes to relation. Like your best friend, I, I just read your book and I was so moved because I have one of those best friends. I've often thought I could have definitely married her. It just sounds inappropriate because I'm not gay. But but the truth of the Aquarian age is I think I am married to her. Like if I blow open the doors, as I'm describing, and I love your image of homosexuality is not a bad word. It's beautiful. Like to open up the wide angle lens on a reality that doesn't limit us 
makes me so excited. It's so excited. So, so, so excited. And I was actually, when we, we just had a conversation or you just, you gave me a, it's a really wonderful, a wonderful session where you kind of read my chart again and told me a little bit about where I am at in this, in the world this year and challenges I've been going through and all of this. And then when you told me you had read the book, when we hung up, I realized I would have loved, or one day I would love to give you Andrea's chart <gasps> to see if there's anything special there because she has a really auspicious birthday. She's born December 21st. And I always wonder because I never did ever, but yeah, for, for, for another day. No, but that's such a great idea. And there's the value of astrology right there is when, because I have a very close relationship to some dead people. It just sounds weird, but one of whom is my father. So I've deeply studied his chart just to keep me in touch with his soul and what he brought to me. And yes, that is something astrology can do. It can look at the distinctions between like, why are you and Dennis so compatible? I'm thinking about his chart and all his fire as he runs around the world and how you're so, you're double fire and how those informational tidbits of understanding the different personality types liberates us. And it's, that's back to the Aquarian age. We never could talk about this before. Like, how did we ever have a language to understand our partners, our mothers, our grandmother? We just never talked about this. Because you shared that last time you were on the show, I was asking, you know, what can astrology actually do for us? And some people have this idea that it's, you know, it's not real. And how does it make any sense? How can all these people who are so different, you know, have the same little astrological, you know, here is what's happening today in romance, like on Cosmo or in any of the women's magazines right. where they share right. astrology. How does it actually work? So for someone who's a little bit skeptical or someone who doesn't get it, but they're listening to this show because they're interested, right? How does it work? How does astrology work? That's a great question. So first of all, don't you think it's interesting that across 5,000 years, astrology has stayed in the zeitgeist? Like your mother knows what sign she is and your younger sister knows what sign she is. And it's just because in Europe and in North America, we all speak the language of us. Now, why did it survive? So when you ask, how did it work? It's such a universal language. It's the architecture of the human psyche. And it was brought to us through an unbelievable lens in Egypt, ancient times, where they were describing the nature of the human condition in a very mystical, magical door. Now, can I tell you where it came from and who did that? No, it's left through just like the invisible world of the pyramids. I think that's fascinating. How did those pyramids get described and, and created and manifested. It's such a high developed system that those pyramids were used that they still to this day cannot recreate the pyramids with a machine. Like, so astrology came through that same door. There is this pyramid and many on the earth that are existent holding down the fort. Then there's astrology that's been brought to us as a system. And the answer is, how does it work? The moment you take your breath, the first breath of your existence, there's a snapshot taken of the heavens that picture then is put into the language of astrology, which is simply where were the planets at the moment of your birth? Now we go back to Egypt. How did they know where the moon was on June 2nd, 1502? They were able in an old system to know the system of how to execute a chart because that was given to us somewhere and I can't explain it, but it's factual. The science of astrology was handed down through the Egyptian time by astronomers that are continuing to use the same mathematical equations across 5,000 years. So I suggest, just like the pyramids can't be answered, there's some mystical, magical description 
of how this wisdom body was handed to us. But the amazing part to me is here it is 5,000 years later and we still can use it. That test of time has given it credibility. And of course the left brain goes, huh? Why would the planets influence us? But we don't know why love is real. We can't see it. We can't see gravity. We know for sure that works. So if God is not visible, but we believe in it, why would we not believe the stars and the magic of the invisible world is real? I just love thinking about that. You can't see love, but you sure can feel it. You sure can feel it. I just, uh, I was remembering as you were, as you were speaking, the, the most skeptical person that I have in my life, the most skeptical person that I know and have ever met is my father. And anything that has to do with, you know, healing, even, even yoga, he thinks is a little weird, you know, body work, Reiki, everything that's a little bit mystical. He's like, oh, you know, would never get a reading ever, would never, you know, do tarot. He's so skeptical to everything. He has the Scorpio sign tattooed on his ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that hilarious? I just realized that as you're speaking, the most skeptical person I know. person that I knew about astrology was my father. And he wore an Egyptian gold medallion his whole life of Capricorn on his neck. No. (laughs) Two great examples that you don't have to believe in astrology. It believes in you. So you don't have to have a left brain relationship with it. Your dad, my dad, how bizarre is that? They both were skeptical. And my father was such a skeptic. And he used to say to me, you make money doing what? <laughs> uh, you know, every time someone asks me about astrology and they're very skeptical and, you know, does it actually work? I never really believed in that. I tell them the story of when Dennis had his first ever, ever experience with astrology, which, which was a reading with you. And uh, I had a reading with you and then he had a reading with you and you recommended that we send each other or we give each other the, the Zoom recording so that I can look at his reading and he could look at mine so that we could get to know each other and understand each other a little better. And his reading was because he didn't really want to do it. <laughs> and I was explaining, you know, Deborah, she, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. She's, you know, super known in the world of astrology. She's a superstar. She's a goddess. Like she doesn't even really do readings anymore. This is like a gift from heavens. Of course you say yes. You know, you don't say no. And he didn't really want to, but he said, okay, well, I'll, I'll go, I'll do it for you. He thought he was doing me a favor getting this reading. So watching him on the Zoom recording, in the beginning, he's leaned back in his seat and he has his arms kind of crossed over his chest and he's so skeptical. He's so skeptical. And by the end of the reading, he's leaning forward, just urging you along to go deeper. And what about this? And what about that? And he's just nodding and so enthusiastic. And he came out of that reading, you know, shining, so happy. Everything made sense. Like he he just went in one 45-minute session, went from a total skeptic to a total believer. And I love to share that story because Dennis is not the type of guy you think would believe in astrology. But after that reading, he really does. That's my favorite story. When I can find the men who are the left brain non-believers and have them move over. Notice that in yoga, how many women are there? It's a right brain practice because it's feminine. It's nonverbal. It's dealing with energies. It's dealing with breath. The left brain science of astrology, which you have to know this. I think you've learned that from taking the beginning class. It requires memorization. There is a science to pure astrology as an astronomer. But when you turn to the interpretations, which is the art, and I have certified 
at least a dozen astrologers are on my website that I can promise you have been rigorously trained by me. They can look at a chart. Like I love thinking about doing Dennis and very quickly, those men that didn't believe anything are leaning in. Cause they're like, how did you know? How did you understand me? How did you know that was the year that I got married? I'm like, uh-huh. You don't have to believe in it. It believes in you. It's it, it's amazing. And that's what you, you have a really nice phrase that you use that that astrology gives you a permission slip to be yourself. And yeah. I love that because it's not so much about I used to think that astrology, oh, it's going to predict your future. And it sounds all, you know, woo woo. And what is that? But actually what it is, it's it's giving yourself a permission slip. So to just be who you are. Oh, that's why I am the way I am. For me, for instance, learning that it's in Dennis's chart, very clear that he's the type of guy who needs to move energy intensely for long stretches of time. And if he doesn't, he gets depressed. Exactly. And I was complaining because he's doing Ironman and endurance and I hated it. And you said, well, do you want a husband who's happy or do you want a husband who's depressed? I was exactly. like, I want him to be happy. So let him move. Okay. And now, you know, after that, it's not a thing anymore. <laughs> and that's so simple. So I think in that sense, a- yeah. That's a great example, Rachel. And that happens for all four elements. And uh, that's one of the biggest doorways is if you don't understand astrology and it seems so complicated, and it is, you know, it keeps on going, you never stop studying, you can simplify it to the elements. So I remember in our session with you that you don't have water. You can tell this story. It's so funny. That you I have no water. <laughs> so what did you what did you do after our session? I got a bathtub. <laughs> Immediate. I was like, I need a bathtub. <laughs> it's, it's that simple though. Like your husband has so much fire that if he doesn't move energy fire people, they get tired if they don't work out. Water people, they get tired if they work out. Like it goes opposite of knowing your own system. Like some people require, like in your case, you've got so much fire and air. You're an energy ball. You're a magnet. You're a fire starter. So water is soothing for you. But if you don't consciously choose to get in a hot tub or in a bathtub or let yourself stop, it will be unnatural to follow the one that's missing. So my job with astrology is assisting people to find their missing element. That's a really simple thing to learn too, as you know. Yeah, that was the first thing I learned about was the was the elements and it's easy to read. So for someone who's listening right now and is interested and wants to kind of look up their chart, what's the best best way for them to do that? Well, that's very simple. Astro.com, A-S-T-R-O.com is a free site. It's actually um, based in Switzerland. So funny because I went to find them because I've sent so many people to them. If you click on the top, it'll say free horoscopes on the top bar. And then you scroll over to chart drawing on the right. And you just put in your birthday time and place and up will come your chart. And on the chart- So you need, English, you need your birthday and the time and the place of right. birth. Exactly. You need your birth date, time, and place. If you don't have your time, you can still do the elemental distribution. So it doesn't require you having to have your time, but that's where astrology enters. The birth time is very important. So once you figure out the elements, and there's a little box there of water, air, earth, and fire, and if you notice, like in your case, there's no water for Rachel, then you say, "Uh uh-oh, I have to cultivate water. What does that mean? And of course, I have a book, The Missing Element. You can read it. But when you're missing water, for example, you have to learn it's okay to do nothing on purpose. That's so weird to someone with no water. They're like, why would I do that? 
If you're missing air, for example, that means you don't like to talk. Like it's just not your system to be social. And you love to listen to podcasts because other people are talking. You don't want to do the talking. So then you learn how to ask questions. The medicine for missing air is you don't have to talk. Just ask somebody something simple like, what do you like? Or tell me about your kids. And the person will start talking immediately and it takes the pressure off you. So asking questions is one of the medicines for missing air. If you're missing earth, I tell people, you have to go buy cleaning supplies. Like you have to learn practicality. You have to go balance your bank book. I know you don't want to, but these simple tasks will balance and bring you back to focus. And if you're missing fire, you have to go get exercise. You have to turn up the volume on the music. I tell everybody, go get Trevor Hall or Nako or turn up the music and sing because you've got to activate your fire in order to make the balance factor happen. So it's really kind of simple. A missing element. It is. When you put it this way with the elements, I think that part is the easiest one. And that that was the first thing I learned about charts when I, I can look at another person's chart now and really easily tell how they're doing with the elements. That part is, is simple. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast. Conversations from the heart. It's officially December, which means it's Christmas time. Luna is at the age right now where the holiday season just is so magical and so much fun. And I love making this time special for her. This week, we got our Christmas tree, decorated it to Christmas music. Dennis and I had some glug, which is a Swedish mulled wine. And we baked some really awesome Christmas cookies. I just found an amazing recipe for gluten-free vegan Christmas cookies, which I'm all about. It's super simple too. All you need is vegan butter, maple syrup, vanilla extract, a little bit of vanilla bean, and Bob's Red Mills gluten-free one-to-one baking flour. Luna helped me mix all of it up and cut it into Christmas shapes. Then comes the best part, baking and then decorating them. This really puts us in the Christmas spirit and nothing brings Christmas spirit to your home more than the smell of Christmas cookies through the entire house. If you're getting into Christmas baking this season, be sure to stock up on Bob's Red Mill's products from oats to flowers and much more. Christmas calls for only the best and Bob's Red Mill always brings it to the table, literally. Head over to bobsredmill.com slash yogagirl to check out some awesome products and recipes and you can enter for a chance to win some great Bob's Red Mill goodies. One winner will be selected by random selection each month. Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all-natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at oseamalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. 
Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. This is what I've contributed to your site. They're going to be able to do it very simply. Take the test. Yes. Videos. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So you are our new resident astrologer on yogagirl.com. What? It's so exciting. (laughs) It's so exciting. So everyone listening, you'll be able to go to yogagirl.com and you can learn all about the elements. That's the first big thing, the content and the videos that we have, where you go into depth in each element and how you can implement more of it in whatever you're missing. And does it also mean if you have too much of something that you also should try to minimize that? Or is it always just finding what's missing? No, that's exactly right. No, if you have too much water, you're so emotional and you're so, you know, sensitive and even depressed, you can't get up. So yes, there's too much and too little. And that is very much going to be on your website. And a very simple practice as a non-technical astrologer. And I have found the elements to be, if someone asked me what my success has been, it's because I was like you, Rachel. I didn't have water when we started this movie. Like, I didn't understand. I didn't understand meditation. I thought it was kind of dumb. Like, we're going to sit there, close our <laughs> This is such a Gemini talking. We're going to sit there, close our eyes, and we're just going to wait for what? No, I'm not doing this. And then I had to have someone. <laughs> so funny to think about. Then I had someone teach me the short version. And now I am a meditator. So I cultivated water. Doesn't have to feel long time. I remember when I first started working with you, you're like, how long do I have to meditate? Because you're an air sign. You don't have to take a long meditation, but there's all the elements require a short practice of inserting what's missing. And over time, it becomes such a good feeling to bring back that missing piece. Your world becomes sad. It's like, it's almost, I like to use the image of four wheels in a car. And when one's down, it's going clunkety clunk. But when they're riding smooth, you can really feel it. And I I remember because all of my teachers always used to tell me, you know, you're supposed to sit for an hour a day. And if not an hour, at least 45 minutes and all the groups and trainings and things I've done, it's like you have to sit for so long. And I always had such a hard time. Oh my God, I had such a hard time. I liked different kinds of meditations, spinning meditations and twirling meditations and the dynamic meditation from Osho and shaking meditations. But sitting in silence for that long of a time, you know, I was really forcing myself. And then you told me, what? You're so efficient. You can do it in five minutes. (laughs) Five minutes of meditation. And I find that actually, yeah, it gives me the same amount of of center and peace, but I have to do it twice a day. Exactly. And you never want in your life, all of you listening, you want to follow what's natural to you. This is the Aquarian age, back to the beginning of our conversation. Everyone's allowed to be so unique now and celebrated for the diversity, for all the different colors, the different cultures. So you must find your comfort in your own skin. And once you do that, then your authentic, genuine self is like, oh my God. So you mean... I have no air and that's why I don't talk and it's okay. Yes, it's okay. You can ask questions and engage. It doesn't mean you have to stay away from the party or you have too much water and you're prone to depression and to addiction. Well, that needs to get upped and revealed and tell someone that. As soon as those secrets come out of the water person, healing begins. So all of them are such beautiful healing doors. And I can't tell you the fulfillment I've had in this life of watching both my students and the certified astrologers helping people is like, 
and well, you know all about this. You do that so much with animals too. We get so off on helping people. And this is the gift of wisdom of speaking to everyone as unique individuals and giving them permission slips. Like it feels so good. It feels so good. Not everybody, we're not all meant to be the same, you know, and that's a nice feeling to have of, oh, okay. I don't have to talk all the time. You know, I have all this earth. Okay. That's also a, that we stop trying to change who we are, but we can still implement and evolve in areas where in a way that feels good to us, but we are allowed to be as unique and beautiful as we are today. And I think, you know, I realized this because of my team just was making fun of me yesterday. I'm like Dennis, I have a lot of fire, so I have to exercise a lot. But when I get excited, I'm kind of goofy. You probably have this too, Rachel. And the team gets like, they're like watching me jumping up and down. And then I realized this is because I've given myself permission. It used to be that I try to tone it down and hold it in. And then I would feel, I would feel myself contracting I was self-conscious, but the older I've gotten, the freer. And now I'm just my crazy self. And it really serves because it lets everyone else be their crazy self. Right. And it's helpful to learn about your the people in your life and people close to you too. That was helpful for me and Dennis. For me, it helped me understand him a little bit more. Oh, he's not just doing that to annoy me. You know, it's just part of his fabric. Like it's part of who he is. And it made it easier for me to, to yeah, to accept the things that used to annoy me, I guess. And and then, but so how does this work? Because the elements, of course, you have that you have earth, fire, air, and water. But then you have your your sun. There's sun signs and moon signs and houses and planets and degrees of stuff and nodes and there's. So what's kind of the basics here? Look, look, Rachel, you're you're speaking it. And when I first met you, you didn't know a thing. I'm so excited. So there's a, <laughs> there's a, a wide sky full of information. And when I teach it, I teach a very beginner entrance where, as you know, where you know nothing and I make it really basic. And yes, all those things are addressed over time, but I teach in bite-sized bits so people can really chew and take the in and integrate it and actually apply it. So I don't like theory for its own sake. I get kind of bored when there's too many words and I can't touch them. I want to be able to chew my words and feel them. So I teach in a very simple way. And by the end of level one, which is only six weeks long, it starts in January, people are wowed at how much they learned about themselves. So there's something to be said about taking large concepts and being able to break it down into practical, applicable, bite-sized bits. And that's one of my things. Right, because otherwise it's really hard to apply. Because most people, most people know their sun sign, right? They know if they're a Libra or a Gemini or a Sagittarius, but that's usually where it ends. So I had some questions from people who said I was always skeptical because I'm a Capricorn, but I don't identify as one. I don't agree with exactly. all the things that My they God, say that's about such a Capricorn. Capricorn thing to say. That's the funniest thing. So, <laughs> so you are not just your sun sign. Let's just start there. There's three categories. The sun sign is your ego. It's the most overt, obvious personality trait. You can't help yourself. And that's what everyone knows about because we always know on that day, if the sun is at one, if it's June 1st, we know the sun's in Gemini. It never changes. It's consistent because the sun moves one degree a day. And every single day we know how that, so it's very simple to determine. The moon, of course, is very quick moving. And in a month, it goes through all 12 signs. So there's another information source. That's about your emotional temperament. So in Rachel, yours is in Leo and reading your book, I so fell in love with you again because your love for your best friend 
you one that book took me to water. I I must have cried. I couldn't believe how much I cried in that book. But that was your missing. I was listening, reading your book, thinking her moon in Leo, her emotional body, the moon in Leo, drama, desire to be excited, passion, color, vivacious. It was so obvious that your friend was it was one of the keyholes to you activating your heart. Like you sat next to her and your heart was open, right? Hmm. Yeah. So her, I'm exactly going to promise. That. I'm going to promise you when we look at the charts together, which now I can't wait to do, that she did something to your moon in Leo. She knew how to make you feel so comfortable being this emotionally generous creature that you are. So people ignite. Like the moon is our emotional temperament. Some people make it safe for our emotions to come out. And some people you're around, you're like, no. You shut down. You're like, no, I'm not giving you my emotions. And you feel like a cold fish around them. And that's chemistry. But no matter what, your potential with Moon and Leo is you are a passionate entertainer who loves love and loves to have fun and you can't help yourself. That's the moon. The moon tells me how you respond emotionally in life, especially when I push you up against the wall. How will you come back? You're going to come back going, roof, roof, because yours is in fire. So your emotional body is feisty. When, when push comes to shove, you really get upset. Is that true? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I can be very level-headed and take many high roads and just everybody, you know, be happy and balanced. And then all of a sudden <laughs> I have enough and, and I have a hard time controlling that fire. Yeah. So that's the moon. Which I'm working on. Yeah. That's great. But it's, but you're, see, here's the thing about astrology. You're always going to be like that. The difference is you can be observant. And once you get to that pitch, I call it mean mom. When I'm like about ready to scream, I go, me mom alert, me mom alert. Like I can feel I'm going to get feisty <laughs> and then everyone runs. But as long as I am aware, you can't change your temperament, but you can increase your awareness of it. And this is the gift. So that's the moon. And the moon, of course, if it's in water, <clears throat> your moon is very sensitive and you tend to get pushed up against the wall. You people don't want to talk if your moon's in Cancer, Scorpio, or Pisces. If it's an error, we push you up against the wall and you just want to start talking. Well, this is what happened and that's what happened. You're like, can we just not talk right now? Nope, my moon's an error. If it's an earth, you're like up against the wall and you're like, listen, let's get practical. Let's make a list. Like whatever just happened, we're going to unpack this. But if it's in fire, which is what you and I both have, Rachel, at the zero to 60, super fast, I'm pissed off and then I'm done. Yeah, very, very true. That's the thing. Once it, once it's over, it's over. I never think about it. I don't, <laughs> I'm, yeah, it's just like it never happened when I'm done. And then my husband is the other way. When something is terrible, he doesn't want to talk about it, but then it lingers. Yeah. For it lingers and it comes up later and it's, it becomes, you know, every, every, every element, I guess, has its, its own that's challenges. That's because his moon is in water and yours is in fire. So that's an example, a concrete example of how different your styles are. And once you're aware of it and you know that he needs to pull away when he's upset emotionally and you need to jump in, you give each other permission slips like, okay, you know what? I see you're pulling away. You're pissing me off. I'm going to go talk to my girlfriend right now because I need to get pissed off what just happened. And you know who to go to yeah. because you start to navigate and accept people for who they are. So that's the moon. Does that explain? Can you feel that? The emotional way that you yes, respond? Yes, 100%. And then the rising sign, which is what you are rising to or you're ascending, and that's based on the moment of your birth, which is a little tricky because not everybody knows their moment, but that's what whatever constellation was on the eastern horizon at the moment of your birth is your rising sign. 
And this is in astrology, esoterically, from a spiritual point of view, the most important because it's your soul. So yours is fire. This is funny. Your moon's in fire and your soul, Sag rising, is in fire. So you're double fire. So the sun is in Libra for you. It's an air sign. I'd love to talk and communicate, said Rachel. But her moon is like, are we having fun yet? I need a little outfit to wear, Leo. And then your Sag is like, let's share everybody's philosophical point of view with the whole world. So you have all fire and air in your, con your combination, which makes you a little excitable. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> and that's why we love listening to you, because you ignite us. You are contagious. And that's the distinction between the sun is your ego, the moon is your emotional temperature, your inner world, or how you respond emotionally. And your rising sign is what you're rising toward. And so for you, it's Sag, which makes you philosophical. It's your highest self. It's what you want. In the end of the story, if I had my way, we would just study our rising signs and really get comfortable in our soul and let that drive the ship and not the ego. Because the problem we have in our society is everyone raise your hand if you have an ego. Oh, look, everyone's raising their hand. We're all, <laughs> we're all so ego driven. You are listening to The Yoga Girl Podcast conversations from the heart. My morning routine is sacred. I really believe it sets the tone for the entire day ahead. I love to wake up early and slowly so I'm not rushed. I cuddle my husband, my baby girl, and my dogs, and then we all go have breakfast together. Breakfast, of course, changes from day to day, but one thing that always stays the same is that I take my morning vitamins. One vitamin that I love fits with my sacred morning routine so well, it's actually called Ritual. No matter how healthy we eat, we often don't get all of the essential nutrients from our diet alone. That's where Ritual comes in. They provide us with those essential essential nutrients all in their cleanest, most absorbable forms. There are no shady additives or ingredients that can do more harm for the body than good. You just take two easy to swallow capsules and you'll be provided with the nine nutrients needed to support a strong foundation for your health. Check it out for yourself. All of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and all of their sources are 100% out there for the whole world to see out on their website. Keep on top of your health and start a new Ritual today. Better health doesn't happen overnight, and right now Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash yoga girl to start your own ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash yoga girl. I have to have it written down because like every time I learn something new, and it clicks somehow. I make a little note. I have a little astrology notebook where I'm learning. And in the beginning, I felt so overwhelmed. But then every time something clicks, it really stays there. I, I don't know. And it's what's interesting to me is it's interesting to see the dynamic between me and my husband because we're so similar and so different at the same time. But also looking at Leia Luna, who is now getting this big personality. I mean, she's almost three. She never stops talking. And she talks, you know, in all different languages and she's so inquisitive and she likes to just state things as they are. I don't know. It's really, what it's, sign it's is really she? funny. She's a Pisces sun, Libra moon and Aquarius rising. She's double air and she can't stop talking. Okay. You just made a perfect. She can't stop talking. <laughs> so we'll probably have that. Yeah forever that she'll talk her ear off but it's so interesting to see how I can look at her signs and then anticipate is that gonna happen or no and then and then it is it's really it's really funny how do the houses and planets come into play so each house 
because that shifts not just, of course, you know, it shifts day to day too, right? Every day is, is different for all well, of us. Well, let's just take one more moment and talk about your daughter because this is so important. Can you imagine as a mom, she's not just going to talk, by the way, she's going to write. She's going to study. You're going to be fascinated by her. Her mind being double error is a constant intellectual appetite. So I want you to know that. It's not just words. It's also the communicator who is always reading and writing and wanting to study. Wow. Okay. She loves to read. I have to give her a limit. So she says, I want 10 books. And then I say, no, you can have two. And then she says, okay, eight. And I say, no, you can have three. And then we end at five, which is my actual limit. <laughs> we negotiate. Everything's so, a negotiation. So, so I just want to point out, this is a great example where as a mom, you know that she's an intellect. And you can feed that and cultivate that. And what if our moms did know who we were? Like before, when they were little, if my mom would have said, oh, my daughter has so much energy, then rather than making me self-conscious for being too much, I would have been encouraged and taught how to stop. Hmm. So you can see the value of parenting. Oh, my God. I love astrology with kids. Huge. Huge. Absolutely. Then we wouldn't have to spend our whole lives fixing what we didn't get, you know, exactly. <laughs> fix, exactly. yeah, and just shine from the beginning. It's so, so related, your, yeah, I mean, psychology and astrology. They're best friends, psychology and astrology. So back to your question about the houses. So that's a technical question, and the houses, by the way, are simply what they sound like. It's the area in your life where you're going to spend most of your time. So where whatever house the sun is in, like, for example, the sun is such a primary single factor on this planet, every plant, all focuses in the sun, the sun tells you what to wear, the sun tells you what time to get up, the sun tells us every I'm in love with the sun. So in the housing situation, I love it, the housing situation, I never said that before, in the housing situation, <laughs> whatever house the sun falls in, tells us what area in this lifetime you're going to be really fascinated by. And yours is in the house of psychology. Does, is that interesting? Yeah, that, Does that make sense? That's what I wanted to be a psychologist before I before I found yoga. That ding, or a journalist. Ding, yeah, ding, but psychology ding, ding, is, ding. See, this ding, is the ding, kind ding, of information yeah. that, that, so if you can imagine looking at your daughter's chart and I can say to you, whatever house the sun fell in for her, the housing situation, I'm going to use that again, her housing situation <laughs> um, will give me information about how to facilitate her being her authentic self. So the houses tell you what area of life is being asked of you in this lifetime. Basically, the chart is a description of the promise that you made. Every single being listening to this, every single being made a promise. You incarnated into a body with an agreement. You can't remember it. <laughs> it's such a mean game. I don't know who made this up. Like, okay, let's send them down there. We'll give them an assignment and they'll have to figure out what it is without <laughs> any clues. Excuse me, can I use the chart as a clue? Great answer. So with the chart, I can give you a shorthand to say, this is the propensity. Here's a natural fit to get you to your authentic self. And the person goes, wow, that makes so much sense. No wonder I hate my job or no wonder I love my job. I love this. This I'm still, this I'm still, I'm still learning. This is a lot. Yeah. Leia has, her son is in the second house oh, and mine yeah. is in the 12th, I think. Your house is, you're, I love it. You're making stuff up now, but that's okay. Her, Am my, I? Okay, shit, shit. No, I'm still learning. Okay, where's my, okay. where's my well, son? Let's go back to How your daughter. Her, so what time was your daughter born? She was born at 420, 4, 4, 
20, no, 4.16 a.m. Yes. on March 13th, 2017. That's right. That's right. We can use hers. So she has some in the 12th house, which tells me immediately she's a mystic. Your little girl's a mystic. She's going to have a fascination with you're lucky. And this is how it goes. Some people are blessed and they found parents, this is rare, who supported their goals and their essence. Some souls come in and they want to learn about muscles. They want to learn about free will. And they get parents who totally don't get them. So they can have the exercise of choosing to reclaim their commitment to themselves. It sounds crazy. It's like, why would you want to learn something by resistance? But that's how earth works. So for those of you who are in families or had parents where you're like, wow, they so didn't get me. That's because you wanted to develop free will and make a really deliberate choice to stand up and exercise you know, the decision of being here for your daughter. What a beautiful way to look at that, by the way. Yeah. So, yes. so if we had parents who didn't get us and we had to fight upstream and they were trying to make us conform or be something different, what a, what a blessing so that we could really exercise our free will and really, really stand up for, for who we are. Yes. I love and that. I love it too. It, it was true for me. I really had to fight. And now I've got the really strong conviction to being Deborah, And it's helped me so much. I'm telling you, here's an announcement, all of you. Aging and getting older is the best thing that you can imagine if you do your yoga, you do your meditation, and you study, <laughs> and you study astrology, and you keep learning how to be yourself. It gets better and better. Oh, my God. I love being a grown-up. Who would have said that when I was young? Who would have said that? Who would have said that? I'm learning to love being a grown-up. Okay, so I have some studying to do on the houses. Um, I think I'm confused because they're not always in the same place. I guess it's not like 12 is a, the 12th house. If you look in always... the middle of the circle, Rachel, in the very middle, mm -hmm. there's 12 numbers. Can yeah. you see that? Those are the house numbers. So it's kind of simple. And, this, and the sun is a circle and a dot. So if you look at your daughter's chart, you'll see a circle and a dot in number 12 in the 12th house. What? No, I see it in number two. In the second house. <laughs> That's, no, no, that's very, so this is, it's so great. That, no, this is so perfect. You're all going to be slightly complicated and confused until you take the class. <laughs> and, and here's the good news. I love that you're doing this. The good news is all you need to start with is your sun sign. And all of you know what that is. The second thing you can start with is just learning the elements, which is why I wrote the book, The Missing Element, and just discovering What's my missing element? The third step is where Rachel is now, which is dangerous, where you start to get a lot of information, but not enough to know what to do with it. And that's why, that's you why we need help. We need to look at videos and we need to, we need to, we study, need to do more. But it's study. really like layers. Yeah. And the, and the simple, easiest version is if you get a certified astrologer to do a reading and say to her, can you tell me what house my son is in? She will answer that question. She'll say, how did you know to ask that? And you can say, that podcast with Rachel and Deb really helped. I realized that the, <laughs> these, are the, these are some of the takeaways. The harder your life is, the bigger your spirit is. Because no small spirit comes in without wanting to really lift the heavy bags, like take up the suitcases and lift the heavy ones. That's what you wanted. If you're a big spirit, you said, give me a big job, Rachel, Deborah. I'm sure many of you listening to this, we didn't get small stories. You are listening to the Yoga Girl podcast, conversations from the heart. 
received such a fun package in the mail the other day, my very own personalized pillow and throw blanket straight from Society6. They were the perfect addition to a cozy little corner in my home. Have you heard of Society6 yet? It's an online marketplace home to hundreds of thousands of artists from all around the world. Here's how it works. Artists sign up to sell their original artwork on dozens of product types like pillows, yoga mats, blankets, towels, phone cases, even wrapping paper. You just choose the design you love and then pair it with a product that you're looking for and you're done. Society6 makes it to order and ships it directly to you. What you get is completely unique. There are literally millions of designs to choose from and a huge array of products. Society6 has a community of 350,000 independent artists from all around the globe. Whether you are buying for yourself or for someone you love this holiday season, Society6 will give you unique ideas. At the same time, you'll be able to empower creativity across the world by allowing artists to keep doing what they love. It's a win-win for everyone. Go check them out. Give thoughtful and unique gifts this holiday season with Society6. You can get 30% off and free shipping when you use my code yogagirl at s6.co slash yogagirl. That's s6.co slash yogagirl, promo code yogagirl. Society6, design your everyday with art you love. So something that you did teach me about very recently or since our last the last time we spoke was Saturn. And yes. I, I knew very little about, and I'm still learning, of course, but I, I knew very little about Saturn aside from, you know, having heard about Saturn return and it being this, this big thing that happens in our lives. And you just shared a lot about how Saturn has impacted my life and also a lot of the struggles that I have faced this year. Could you share a little bit about yes. Mama Saturn? It's so great you asked because it's my favorite planet. And in your case, it's sitting on the rising sign. Remember I said the rising sign, if I could do one thing, I tell everyone, just drop your chart and go study your rising sign. On your rising sign, which was the Eastern horizon, at the moment of your birth, Saturn was sitting on it. It was exactly at the horizon when Rachel was born. Saturn tells us about purpose. It describes, in your case, that's your soul's purpose is very pronounced because Saturn was sitting on it. But it just, Saturn describes, why am I here? Like, what was this lifetime meant to teach me? And again, you can simplify it. Just go to the elements. If Saturn's in water, this lifetime, you promise to learn about your emotions. I always think of tears when I think of water. Like, you promise to learn about your sensitivity. If Saturn's in air, you promise to learn how to communicate. That was your agreement. If Saturn's in earth, you promise that you would learn about money and practicality and being grounded. And if Saturn's in fire, like in your case and in mine, we promise to learn what to do with our energy and our temper and our feistiness. So everyone has a life lesson. That's Saturn. I often think of it as the high school principal. Like they call you into the office. Oh, excuse me, Rachel, can you come with me? You're like, oh, no, not you. And the principal kind of pulls you over and sits and they, they look at you and they go, now tell me. In your case, they would say, tell me about all your energy. What are you doing with all this enthusiasm? And you'd say, uh, a lot. And they'd say, well, have you learned how to temper it? And you'd be like, uh, not so much. And then they say, okay, well, don't worry. You can try again because Saturn never leaves you alone. So, so Saturn is, is what, what makes us work. Exactly. Or that driving force. Yes. It's our purpose. It's the promise that we made. It's the high school principal saying, hey, 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 come here. You made an agreement. It's kind of like Saturn's the contract before you incarnated of what this lifetime was going to be about. And once you become friends with the principal, so when they call you in the office, you can go, oh, you, you, this would be Rachel. I know exactly what you want to talk about. You want to know what I'm doing with all my enthusiasm and my philosopher. 
Well, I've got her on a small diet now. She only comes out on Mondays to Fridays and the weekend she stays home. I'm not working like a crazy person anymore. <laughs> and then the principal goes, job, Rachel, go right to the front of the class. Oh my God. So for anyone who is, you know, because I've, I've talked a lot on this, about, on this show about, about burnout and about this year being a very, very heavy year for me. Could it be that the Saturn, can Saturn have that effect on each of us? Well, it depends. It, say, say, as a general yes. whole. Yeah. Yes. So for you, it's so pronounced because literally it was the planet on the horizon when you were born. For other people, it's not as pronounced. They're not as driven. But every single person listening to this has a life lesson. And every single person, unfortunately, we learn on this planet through difficulty. That's how it goes down here. You don't learn the easy way. I don't know who made that up. I don't like that story. It pisses me off. Why can't we just get a memo? You're about to learn a new lesson. Be prepared and take a break. Okay. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> I, would, I would listen if I got a memo. I would, but apparently uh, they don't trust that. Well, listen, I guess. So Saturn comes at 28 to 30. That's called Saturn return. It lasts all the way to 31. You can still feel its effect. And the same thing from 58 to 60, 61. Saturn is there saying, excuse me, can we talk? And it will always pronounce. It will. Uh, it will scream at you through your body, through your money, through your relationship, some particular arena that you need attention, it will find you. Hmm. Saturn is for me, it was my body, my health, for sure. Well, it's, in your, it's in your first house. Yeah. So it's in that first house is the body. So it got you through your health. Hmm. That's so true. Another a question that I that I got that I had to write down exactly the way it was phrased because it made me crack up was, can you please ask Deborah why 2019 was such a dumpster fire? Dumpster <laughs> so fire. Someone who really struggled. Yes. So was 2019 a hard year for most of us? Because it feels like it was. You know, you can't generalize, but yes, I'm going to tell you this. The simple answer is every single person you know is dealing with anxiety and tension because there's over almost 8 billion, everyone you ever knew is here. 8 billion people, every past life, every character you knew is back and they're coming to find you. No, I don't want to scare you. Okay. So every, <laughs> everyone you've ever known is here. Every, there's more pressure psychically than we've ever known before, not to mention the internet where it's a button away and stimulation is constant. I mean, everyone's staring at their phone. So it's not just the astrological influence, it's the zeitgeist, which is a word for the collective consciousness. And in the collective consciousness is a terror. Something's wrong. We're not going to make it. I'm a little scared. Let's not talk about it. But from an astrology point of view, we knew this was going to happen. This was totally predictable. We were going to reach a pitch where the planet would have, like we have to make decisions, the planet would have to make a decision as the earth people would have it. Will we be kind to each other? Will we wake up? Will we prepare the way for our children or will we just pretend business as usual? Well, guess what? In 2019, there's no more pretending. There is no more business as usual. So the good news is everyone's getting awakened. The bad news is it's horrible waking up with an alarm this loud. Jeez. That, geez, that's a really, yeah, really nice way of putting it. It is, it is horrible to wake up with an alarm this, this loud. So are we looking at a, are we looking at a slightly easier 2020? 
Well, it's your decision. So here's how you make it easier. Cause 20, I'm going to give you a little bit before we end of what the 2020 looks like for each sign, but here's the deal. You as an individual and every single person listening can do this. You can start to get inside the comfort land of your own personality. What does your body, what does your heart, what does your mind need? So you can stay in the land of Rachel with real comfort and real honesty and balance. Such a great question. And if you can do so when the wings of the big fat spaceship comes at you or the frying pan is flying or the heart is breaking, you can say, I got this. I'm doing my yoga. I'm doing my meditation. I've learned how to balance myself. And whatever comes at you will be an exercise of asking for help, which is what you had to do. Look what you became all of our teacher this year because Saturn really was screaming at you. And then you taught us all how to ask for help and slow down. This is such an important skill during this unbelievable time. So 2020, can I just be simple? It is the governments around the world are in chaos. The internal governor can become the place of safety. How do I govern myself? How do I eat? How do I pace myself? How do I do money? I'm the own, I'm the president of my universe. And so I'm really enjoying this next year, 2020, is going to be so intensely opportunity. There's a big opportunity with all the Capricorn in January and February to say, what am I doing to ground myself in reality with practical ways and practices so that I can count on myself to be in joy, to be in my own comfort zone so I can be authentically present enough to deal with whatever comes? Because listen, we're all in this together. It's crazy pants. Yes. Yeah. I'm just sitting here nodding. I'm forgetting. <laughs> this is a podcast. I have to speak. I'm just nodding because I, I feel I, I feel that. the truth of this so much. I'm so glad. I'm and so it's glad. also, if we can't apply it, that's the thing. And that's, that's where so many of us struggle. If we can't apply it, if we don't apply it, if we don't do the practical things that we need to do every day, you know, chop the so, wood, carry the water, do the yoga, look, sit in, in yoga, silence. You know what, Rachel? Yoga is so important because even if you do it once a week, you are saying to your temple, to this unbelievable thing we live in, I honor you and I want you to be healthy because I am here as a, a healing agent. Every single person listening has been given an assignment. We got that. You all came with a promise. Hard to remember, but astrology can help with that. And then the last piece is, what are you doing to contribute? You don't come down here without giving something. That's the exchange. They, we give you life, and in exchange, you give us your gift. And what is that? Now, if you can't answer your gift, which, Rachel, yours is so obvious, your sincere love for being so transparent makes us all feel safe. It's such a gift you've given the world. I have to write that down, put it on my, <laughs> my bathroom mirror, because I'm having a lot of days where I'm doubting that. I mean, I shared that last time we spoke, just days where I wake up and I, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm tired. And, and I realized that I've been working at such a pace. My life has been like this ginormous freight train. And I started pulling the brake, you know, a year ago. And it's just taking a really long time to actually, to actually see things slow down. And I think that's the next couple of months for me is, is actually going to be fully settling into into the changes, the practical changes that I have made, you know, and, and, and seeing them implemented. So I'm looking forward to one of these things that I really want to 
which for me is like, I, it's, it's very nourishing. It's learning about astrology and choosing to put at the very top of my things of the a list of the things I do every day that bring me joy, that are fun, that are easy, that make me excited, that they have to be just as important as, you know, all the other work and the things I think I have to do every day to not okay. forget that, you know, we're here to Let have me... fun and for things to be easy too. It's true. It's so true. And you're so good at it. Let me just bring you back to your purpose just so everyone, because we all know what it is and you don't. And by the way, this happens to everyone. They don't know their purpose when they're sitting right in front of it. It's like the funniest thing when people say to me, I have, I have three kids and I don't know what to do with my life. And I'm like, excuse me, you are the best mom in the world and you don't even value what you're doing. That's so unbelievably hard. So you are a communicator, Rachel, and your words and that book that I just read, the transparency of your authentic human makes us feel normal. You have a way of describing the human condition, and this is one of the deepest wounds in the human condition. Why am I here? What am I doing? And do I really have a purpose? Do you know how often I hear that? And I'm here, I swear to you, Rachel, you are doing your purpose by being so vulnerable, by exposing the human condition, by talking about the confusion that occurs because you're driven by your ego's desire to help and your soul just wants to have fun but feels guilty. Am I right or am I right? You're right. <laughs> so for any of you listening, right. so for any of you listening, your purpose is way closer to your nose than you realize, but your mind expects something other than what you're doing as a purpose. So it might be as simple as you're a school teacher and you want to know your purpose. Are you kidding? Simplicity has nothing to do with the size of your purpose. It's the quality of what you just said, the joy and the delight. And the acceptance, that's what makes this thing all, so, the life becomes so different, as said the astrologer, when you are at peace with what you agreed to do and you're not resisting or complaining or confused. Hallelujah for that one. Yes, yes, yes. It only took and so it is. I just love you. I could just, we could just talk for hours. This could be like a five hour podcast. It wouldn't even be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it would go by in a flash. I, you so know what's so you, I feel so much yeah. better giving to you permission to start feeling your value because all of us listening, I'm speaking for your whole listening audience. We all want you to know that you just being you is enough. And every time you share your voice with us and your sincerity, we echo like a universal voice, your voice becomes mine. So never underestimate your confusion or your delight, because in all cases, you're letting us all be accepted for just being human. Thank you. You made me cry now. I never, <laughs> I never, never have spoken to you <laughs> and not cried at least one time. So <laughs> I'm glad Thank you're crying because we Thank love you. we love you so much, Rachel. I wish we were as a society water here we are in water i wish as a society we knew how to love each other with or without words and everyone could feel what you just felt like really am i enough am i giving enough is it enough that i'm just breathing that i incarnated into this crazy planet called earth yes it is just the fact that you're here and you were willing to take on this assignment says so much because who comes down to this planet unless you're nuts you gotta be crazy to get in this place <laughs> It's crazy down here. There's no instruction manual. There's no description of why it's so confusing. There's nobody helping. The, it's ridiculous. But in the end, it's all about love. And I'm so in love with, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with so many things. I get a little embarrassed. 
<laughs> and I'm in love with you right back. So for everyone who's listening right now, who, you know, we know everyone listening knows their sun sign in a, in a, in a quick little summary, if, if you can, what can each of us expect for it for 2020? Okay. So here are some exciting little details that I'm going to let you, it may be a little tricky. I'm going to go through it as quick as I can. So you might want to grab a pen. That's what I'm going to suggest because you're going to need, uh, there's some details I'm going to give you. Okay, I'm just pulling this up. It was sitting right here only a minute ago. Here it is. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say 2020 is, I don't want to scare anyone. It's not like it's dangerous, but it is a very intense year. One small detail is the American election, but that's just one detail across the world. Governments are being challenged. And so the structure, as we've known it, there's going to be so many planets in the month of uh, January and February, there are so many planets in Capricorn. So let's start there. Capricorns, you have a window of time where it is nonstop pressure for 2020. In January, the Sun, Mercury, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto will all be in Capricorn. And then in February, Mars goes there too. So you have a chance, Capricorns, to really get something done. But you may need counsel because you feel so pressured by how much to do. So that's what I want to say to Capricorns. Be aware of pacing in the year of 2020. For Aries, anybody born April 13th to 17th, you're going to be invited to change. Anybody born between, in the month of January, if, if those people in, that are born the 7th to the 17th in January, you're going to also feel like this is a time of change. Aries, this is the year for you to bring an upsurge of energy that's going to request of you is it changing your jobs? Is it increasing your responsibility? You're going to have a lot of invitations to put your attention on results. Let's go on to Taurus. If you're born the 20th of April through the 5th of May, this is a time where your opportunities to let go of stuff, to change your values around money, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for Tauruses, April 20th to May 5th, to let go of their attachments which is a big thing for Taurus. But there is a definite ease for you this year, 2020, because there's so much earth in the heavens for this whole year. And Taurus is an earth sign that's very compatible. So Taurus, you're going to have a beautiful year. Those people born in the very beginning of Taurus through May 5th, it's a change. Still, it's easier, good year for you. But there's a real opportunity for you to let go of some old stuff that you probably don't like to let go of. For Gemini through 2020, there's very little air the first few months, which makes it hard. You've got to do all the talking, Gemini, which you're built for. So you need to be writing more, communicating more. It's your turn. You're built for this job. And then by January through June, there is some impetus to get you into new projects. So Gemini, it's all about you taking some leadership. There's not anything to interrupt or to support you. It's just that there's some impetus coming your way because there's so little air in the heavens, you're going to have to step up and move the energy. Anybody born from June 6th to June 13th, I want you to be careful about illusions or dreams or addiction. This is a year to really get practical for those people. Like, am I in an illusion? Is this real? Anybody born June 6th to the 13th? Cancers. Oh my God, you have so much support, Cancers. Everything is opposite you this year because of all those planets in Capricorn and Capricorn's opposite Cancer. And when things are opposite, they give energy, they activate. 
So you've got quite a bit of opportunity, especially in your birthday month between July 1st and 12th. That's a really strong energy for you. And during that month of your birthday, strong energy means get physical cancers. So during the summer, you're going to want to have a routine. It's a really good time to pick up your yoga for cancers during the summer. But generally, generally for the whole year, because there's so much opposition going on, you're going to find yourself more disciplined. Cancer has discipline on its team. Leo's this year, it's pretty unaffected. In fall, when Mars goes into Aries from the fall you're through the winter, there's some powerful energy coming towards you. And I would say to Leo's, enjoy yourself in 2020. We need you to really shine because all the earth signs are going to be working so hard and there's so much focus. You have an easier year, 2020 for Leo's, just to give us their best. Virgo, so supported. You're an earth sign. All that earth is supporting you. It's so incredible that there's all these planets in Capricorn and there's Uranus and Taurus. And it's when there's the same element together, when you put a lot of earth in the same room, what happens? They all start getting busy and getting stuff done. So Virgo, this is a very easy for you, especially during your birth month. Libra, this is a challenging year. You've got to change things up this year, especially the first few months of the year. You've got to break your rhythm and change and insert new behaviors because last year was so hard on you. So make sure that you instill, whether it's a new discipline, whether it's breaking a rule, whether it's starting therapy, somewhere where you're gonna feel like you've broken the patterns and you've slowed down, especially January and February, to create some new styles. Even in your clothes, like let there be change, Libra, this year. That's what's your, your this is the word of change for Libra in 2020. Scorpio, it's a very easy year. Neptune's trining you, Jupiter's sextiling you. You've got, that's an astrological term for it's really easy. It's overall a good year because you're water and there's so much earth. And Scorpio, the, I want to say that um, Mars goes into Aries from the spring, like April, all the way through the new year. There's some Aries energy around to support you. So Scorpio, get something done and feel the support you're feeling about manifesting. Sag, finally, you're coming out of the dark. You've had two last years where they weren't easy. This is a great year for you to travel, your favorite thing. Anybody born between the 6th and the 12th can find themselves having to face some addictions, some illusions. You've got a similar pattern I said during Virgo. This is a good time for you to really, Sagittarius, come out of the dark, ding, 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 and give yourself some fun factor. What am I going to do this year? How do I punctuate my year with fun, says Sag? Capricorn, we did. It's that nonstop pressure. Aquarius, we're almost done here. If you're born January 21st to 25th, Jan Saturn's going to be on your sun from March through May, and that's going to increase your sense of discipline. So Aquarians, be prepared this year to take more responsibilities on. That's going to be, it's, it's actually from April to July that it's really strong. A siren's going to go off and you're going to say, oh my God, I'm realizing now what Deborah was saying from the spring through summer, I really have to get myself focused and start that new, whatever it is. Aquarius, this last of this year is going to really be a good opportunity for you to take on your discipline, especially 2021, but you're getting the foreshadowing of it in 2020 to start making some plans. And last is Pisces. 
born between March 6th to the 14th, you're under the effect of Neptune, which means that your artistic impulse is really strong. So writing, poetry, painting, doing your art, giving yourself, and all that earth is supporting you. So from the first of the year, January through February, and then from, I'm going to say the first six months, Pisces, give yourself permission to do your art, but make some discipline around it. All that Capricorn's wanting to offer you discipline. That was my short version of all 12 signs. Woohoo! I need to applaud you. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't easy, but I wanted to give your, that's just preview. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. <laughs> that was amazing. I am so grateful for you always. I'm so excited that you're on yogagirl.com. I know the community oh. is literally at the edge of their seat. So, 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 so excited to continue learning from you. I know you have a, a big course that starts in January. So for anyone who wants to deepen their learning and learn probably a lot more than I know, <laughs> even at this point, um, they can do that course, right? When does that start? Yeah. So it's the uh, door opens to get information about it as early as December. So all through December, you can get on the waiting list and the course starts at the end of January. It's only six weeks. It's only an hour and a half once or two hours once a week. And it's online. The whole thing's online. So feel free all around the world. We have only 10 people in each group. So it's very intimate. They study your chart before the class starts. And it's very simple and very rich. Like you end up at the end of the first level going, now I get it. So yes, that's in January. No, it's amazing. I did the course. I Yeah, as you know, I did the course, but it was really enlightening. And I thought it was going to be, I don't know, I thought it was going to feel like studying, but it didn't feel like studying. It felt like learning about yes. myself. Which it's was, psychological, which was exactly. It's a, it's a psychology class and it's um, only taught in January and September. So you only get two options to do that. And it's coming up soon that we'll have two openings and the classes are available to all of you yoga girl friends to come learn about the yes. values of your deepest self. Exactly. And you can find, of course, deep dives into all of the signs on yogagirl.com right now. There's going to be horoscope and astrology videos released continuously on the site and also content on the elements, especially, especially if you want to deepen a little bit more. And we have an amazing workbook, an astrology workbook that you get for free if you sign up on yogagirl.com right now. So this is all, ah, I feel like our, I was, I was thinking about how we connected you know, those, 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 what was it? Two and a half years ago through Trevor and Nako. And then you flew to Aruba on a whim. And then, and then here we are. I'm so happy. That's called destiny. Destiny has her way with us. And I'm so thankful that your chart and my chart have very similar. We get both get so excited. So excited. I know I need to go do a, do my little dance around the house now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being the light that you are. Thanks for coming on the show. I love you. And I hope to hug you in person soon. Thank you so much for sharing my love for everyone being able to come back to their real selves and get comfortable and help this planet. For God's sake, we need help. <laughs> <laughs> and we're getting it. We're getting it. Yeah. We're on our way. That's the truth. Yeah. Thank you. For everyone uh, listening, Yoga Girl Podcast will be back next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and a very special thank you to my guest, Deborah Silverman. If you enjoyed this show, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you normally get your shows. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Bob's Red Mill, Ritual, and Society6. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.